everybody. What is going on? You know what time it is. You're listening to Join the Journey podcast with your host, Emma Daughter. What's up, everyone? Hey, I am not Emma Daughter, as you can tell, but I am Will McElroy, and I am so excited to be in the podcast studio because today is a Wednesday, and a lot of times on Wednesdays, we try to get a student on the podcast podcast because on Wednesdays, uh, we have our student ministries uh, that meet just throughout Dallas at at small groups. And so today I'm joined with a student named Cole Farley. Hey, everyone. And Cole, I want to, you to tell us a little bit about first, what school do you go to? And then how did you get plugged into a small group at Watermark? Yeah, so I'm a junior at Highland Park right now. And the way I got plugged in was just honestly a great friend reaching out to me saying, hey, once you come to small group, this is back when I was in eighth grade. He uh, he moved away, but even like I just made such great friends within the small group that I just stay around. They've actually become some of my best friends. That's awesome, man. And so, hey, if you're if you're a student listening to this, or if you know anyone that's a student that wants to get plugged in, the easiest maybe the easiest way to do it would just be to email uh, students at watermark.org, and we would love to get them connected into the small group because we think that lives are being changed just through the context of of small groups at Watermark. Watermark here. And so uh, we'd love to get you plugged in. But hey, today we're here to talk about Acts chapter 19. And I'm so pumped for you to get to, to learn from, from Cole as he has studied this chapter. And Cole, it is it's not necessarily an easy chapter, is it? No, it is not. It's got a lot packed into it. It's got a, it's chapter. a long chapter. It's a chapter with a lot of, lot going on here. And so kudos to you, man, for, for uh, sticking with it and, and saying yes to doing this chapter. And I'm excited just because uh, I've been talking to Cole a little bit about what he's learned and it's just getting me, getting me pumped up. And so I think, I think you'll love it too, but Cole, let's just start with uh Start from the beginning, and we're going to try to work through uh, some of the things uh, he's learned in this chapter, but I know you mentioned you just wanted to start from the top, and so what? Yeah. what's the first thing that stuck out to you in Acts chapter 19? So yeah, I think Paul meets these guys who are just honestly looking forward to the Messiah. They, they really, it seems like they don't know who Jesus is yet. They've had a baptism of repentance, um, but he opens their eyes to Jesus and the Holy Spirit, and honestly just shows them and gets an opportunity to teach them this newfound thing that we call Jesus now. <laughs> yeah. And I think what's really interesting here is that they uh, they had not heard of the Holy Spirit and they had probably not even heard of uh, Jesus's death and resurrection, right? And so, like you said, they had been uh, baptized in repentance by, by water. If you go back to Matthew chapter three, you'll see that John the Baptist Baptist was baptizing people by uh, just water and repentance and that he was pointing towards a future Messiah to come. And so Paul had the opportunity to tell them about uh, Jesus Christ and the, uh, the the power of Jesus Christ, his death and resurrection, and that say, we're, we're not even looking towards a Messiah anymore to come, but there's a Messiah that has come, that has defeated death, and that the same power that rose Jesus from the dead now lives at, in those who believe in him. And so that's what's really interesting. I know there's there's a lot more in those first seven verses that are, you know, can be make a lot of people curious. And I would say that Watermark has a lot of uh, great resources regarding that. And so I'd encourage you to go look at those if you have questions. But there's there's more in this chapter that way more <laughs> Cole gets excited about talking to. And so what, what happens next, Cole? So yeah, I'd say then the next thing that happens is Paul goes into the synagogue and he's talking for months upon months, which is impressive that you can argue something for three months. <laughs> um, and then, yeah. yeah. And so then these, the Jewish, I think they were called the sons of... Giva. 
and yeah. the sons of Sceva, they get these ideas, and you know, obviously, Paul is going to have opposition to his ideas that Christ has come, Christ has died uh, for our sins and repaid for that. So the sons of Sceva were that opposition, and they thought that they could take God's power and use it without knowing God. Mm. So they try to go and do what Paul does in, by drawing out the demon of a demon-possessed man. I don't think they state his name, but they, so they go to this demon possessed man. They try to take him out. And the demon who obviously knows the spiritual hierarchy of things sees that he is nor Paul, he is nor Jesus. And he, he says, I know Paul and I know Jesus, but who are you? So that leads me to my next thing. It's just basically you try to drive out and face your own demons when you really can't without the spirit of the Lord. You, you, people want to use God's power without knowing God. Mm. That is so good, Cole. And I love I love that you mentioned that. And that must have been a tough moment for those guys when they yeah. <laughs> they realize they're like, I, I recognize yeah. Paul and Jesus, but who are you? And Did that is incredible. Well for them. And I think what's even interesting going back uh, even a few verses earlier and tying it in is there's there's another time in scripture where we have seen a guy go into a city choose 12 men, start just unapologetically, just boldly preaching, uh, preaching, and then being rejected and having his words misused and twisted. And so I think this is so cool how Paul, he's not doing anything new here. He's not doing anything. He's literally just copying the ministry of Jesus and just doing it boldly and just uh, doing the, and, and people are twisting his words and are trying to abuse that the power that Paul had. And and I just I'd love seeing that kind of call back to the gospel and that Paul is just he's not doing anything new. He's just doing what Jesus did. I love how you ended too, Cole, of just saying like what what was that line you used? People want to use the power of God without knowing God himself. That's so good. That is so good. And so what what happens next? People they see what happens to the sons of Sceva. They see what Paul is doing. They see the power of God and how he's working. And so what, what happens? So, yeah, they, they obviously see all this sort of power and then this see the demon referring to Jesus and Paul, realizing that if they have power over that demon, I think that they must have great power. So mm-hmm. this obviously creates a, a fear of the Lord and one that we should all have. And so what these people do is they're obviously going about magic and witchcraft. So they take these books that they've been studying and they burn them and as like an act of giving mm-hmm. themselves giving themselves up to God. Yeah. And I think I looked it up. I think it was something around 50,000 pieces of silver, which is three to $5 million today, something yeah. in that range, which is a lot. A lot and so I, I think that brings up the question, like, what are you afraid of losing for Jesus? Like mm. you have to, you have to be able to recognize those things. What can you not give up for Jesus? And you have to learn to address that. And then, yeah, obviously. Cole, it. what would you say as a high schooler? How old are you? Are you I'm 17. 17, 17 years old. What would you say for you right now? It's like, Hey, at 17 years old, here are kind of like my scrolls. Like obviously today, like the people listening, they don't have scrolls. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe they do. I don't know. But <laughs> most people are listening. And they're like, I don't have scrolls or magic books to burn. Like, but what are some things that we just every day have to take out into the streets and say, like, hey, I am, uh, I'm going to give these up for the sake of Jesus. Yeah. So from a teenager's point of view, obviously, I think if most of y'all will have different things. But for me, it's a lot of academics, um, a lot of schoolwork, you know. And I, I put that aside, or even. Crew, I row crew um, down at White Rock Lake. Come on, and yeah, there you go. And uh, 
and a lot of times I have to get up early for practice. And so what I'll do is like, I usually try to read my Bible before bed, but I'll put that aside saying, no, I need to get more sleep. Like I, I, I can't, I can't run mm-hmm. off that much sleep, but just even pushing like 10 minutes aside. Yeah. And there's all sorts yeah. of other things like friends and all that. Yeah. But yeah, those are just a few, I would say. And I think at the end of the day, it's pride, P-R-I-D-E, man, exactly. like every, everything. Like these people, it was, it wasn't just their books they were burning. They were burning probably their jobs, right? Yes. Five million dollars worth. Like there were a lot of jobs lost and they were giving those up. And so I think even for a lot of people listening today, like it may be your job that you find pride in and that is keeping you from, from loving the Lord as you should and finding passion and zeal for the Lord as you should. And so whatever it may be, I think that's a question for everyone to ask in yourself. It's like, what do I need to every day take out in the street and to quote unquote burn? And so someone just to wrap this whole story up is someone was kind of, people were upset about this, yeah, right? They were upset by the change happening in the city. And so what, what happens at the yeah. end of this chapter? So that leads to obviously a huge revolt. Um, these people are not happy, you know, that there's all this change. And especially, I, I'm not sure... I have to look at his name again, but he, the guy who created the, you know, idols for Artemis. Demetrius. Demetrius, thank yeah. you. Demetrius, he created the idols for Artemis. He's scared of losing his business. Like he's going to lose all this money in making idols because people are fleeing to Jesus and all that's required is just belief mm-hmm. versus, you know, you got to give all this up for these idols and they're making money and more money. And so I think that leads to the riot and they're all angry. They're losing, they're losing their jobs. Yeah. Um, that leads to the riot and they're all just not happy and and people are confused like it looks like people don't like people are riding and they don't even really know yeah so that's another thing it says in verse 29 so the city was filled with confusion and that's just that shows like they're not united under anything they don't know what they're here for they they're really just not sure in what they're doing at all Mm -hmm. and so i think that's another good like point out to what is artemis doing versus jesus yeah um like artemis can't even fight for herself exactly right the god can't even fight for herself and then people are confused which you even told me as we were talking a little bit before this of just saying like what was it you said about be careful about like if you're confused and who you're following. Yeah. So one thing I said is you cannot follow blindly into the chaos. Yeah. You can't. And you also have to make sure you're not leading people into the chaos. But one thing you have to make sure is you're not just following people blindly, confused in what's going on. You're just going to follow for whatever. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think that's one thing you have to do. You make sure you're not being followed in chaos and you're not following in mm-hmm. chaos. Yeah. And then finally to wrap it all up, it ends with just the town clerk just kind of exposing them and saying like, hey, I, what are we even really, I, I, what are we here for? Like they haven't yeah. done anything wrong. Like they have not like uh, come after mm-hmm. Artemis. Like really, like all they're doing. Stating their opinion. Yeah. yeah it's stating their, I don't know. I, he didn't exactly say this, but what, what they're accusing Paul of is saying, hey, Paul, all you're doing is just loving the Lord and telling others about the Lord. And I think if there's anything I want Cole or Will or to the listeners to be accused of is I want us to be accused of just loving God so much Mm -hmm. that it just confuses people. Exactly. Yeah. I think one thing that was also interesting is God used the the unexpected guy here. Yeah. Like not not some high priest, not, I don't know if there were mayors back then, but not the mayor. He used kind of 
the low city clerk. And so I think that also shows that God can use anybody and you just have to be ready to heed the call. Yeah. I love that, man. I love that. Hey, uh, thank you, Cole. I know we, we covered the whole chapter and maybe maybe went a, a little long. Maybe I, I don't know exactly what time we're at, but thank you. If you're listening, thank you for just uh, listening. And I hope you're ex- excited about this chapter as I am and as encouraged by Cole as I am, like 17 years old, bro. Come on. I am so proud of you. And uh, I am just so excited to, to hear your love for for the word and for God and for Jesus, man. So thank uh, Thank you, Cole. So uh, thank you, everyone, for just being on this journey together uh, with us. And so I hope you're encouraged, like I just said, and uh, we'll be back tomorrow. We will. Well, we might not be, but Emma may may be back. (laughs) Emma's going to come back. Take it over. See you guys. Hey, we want to thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoyed the episode. Did you know that you can help support Join the Journey by rating and reviewing this podcast? And if you're willing, we'd love it if you subscribe, because the more you download, the easier it will be for new friends to find the podcast.